Welcome back to the show and go. Talking a bit of footy here with the boss on Monday. What is it? 27th? 26th of May? I don't know. 24th, but we got a 24th. 24th. Well, it's 27th for a reason. We've got to drop this Thursday, don't we? Yeah, excited for our sailing program. We've got a hoodie on now. Uh, really excited about this. It's, even though we've got our core blocks and fundamentals, it's kind of taken like a little bit of a different swing. So I'm um, um, excited to see how it goes. So we've been having a lot of sellouts lately. So be interesting to see how this one goes. So six o'clock Thursday, Sydney time. Don't be late. The Heather Grey hoodies. The half zips, definitely my favourite by far. But the jacket as well is a fucking vibe. So I think those jackets will go first. Those jackets will go first, but I'm telling you, the, the little half, what do you call Quarter zip? Quarter zip, quarter zip. Quarter zip, fuck man, vibey. Yeah, they're cool. It, so makes, it makes scope look good, so they're pretty good. Yeah, but we'll be um, dropping like blogs and stuff on it, so you guys going to see, um, there's going to be heaps of lead up time to this, so when it comes six o'clock, you know what you want, you know what sizes you want, so better chance of getting it. And for all the boys back home asking me if I can get you clothes, I can't. Just get ready to go. Yeah, I don't let anyone <laughs> in. I don't let anyone in. So that's what I mean. I don't get in early, so stop asking me. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk a bit of footy. Obviously, we're going to start with the good. We'll go through the bad and the ugly, and then end with a bit of good as well. I think it's a good structure for a footy show. Mm. So uh, let's start with the Scope Cup because it was the first thing we spoke about when we had coffee this morning. Probably the game of the round. Uh, Manly versus Para. Manly just on another level. I didn't think Para were that bad. But they were just completely outclassed by Tommy and the boys. Yeah, I think so too. I didn't, yeah, when I was looking, like I didn't really look too much into stats, but watching it from a, like eye level, I was like, oh, Para actually playing a right there. But Manly, like you said, were just so much better. And yeah, our boy Tommy. I mean, you've sort of, yeah, probably is the best player in the game. I know I said Nathan last week. He's probably going to like chop and change every now and then, like fucking songs on a chart. Um, but right now it's Tommy. He's the guy. And like you got a pretty good side in Parramatta. People were talking about. Um, the actual contenders, may just put a clinic on them. Where do you see Para? Like I, I said, like, I mean, so much can change in a week of football. After a month, you said Manly were probably a wooden spoon chance because they hadn't won a game. Mm. And you were telling us, and credit where credit's due, you were saying, don't judge Manly until Tommy's back. Once Tommy gets back, you can see what they're actually doing and Fozzie and Cherry start fucking firing, then we'll get a good test and obviously they're looking all right. But Para, I said last week, I thought they were legit. After after what they did to my boys last week, I was like, you know what, this, this team... Uh, they could fuck around and win the whole thing if they if they get hot at the right time. I still believe that. I don't think that one game against Manly sort of writes you off them, but I walked away thinking more, fuck, Manly's a smoky here than, than Para's a red-hot chance. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, 100%, and that's probably flipped around now. Yeah. So, yeah, Para's weird. They're, they're consistent. Like, they always have these years where... Like they come out consistently firing. inconsistent. Yeah, <laughs> consistently. That's a good way of putting it. Consistently yeah. inconsistent. Where um, there's times I'll rock up. Like last year, I remember they rocked up to like played Melbourne and they lost by like seventy. Mm. And then there's times <laughs> they can beat really good sides. So I don't know what it is. I don't know how you solved that. I don't know if it's in the woodwork. Um, so a lot of the times when you go to clubs, they say like the culture's in the woodwork off the back of history. And I think Parrow kind of got that around them. Like. Yeah. Probably all the old guys death riding them still, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who fixes it. I don't know where it starts from. Where it's like coaching, or is it on Mitch Moses now? He's he's probably their most important player. Yeah, um, I seen Gufferson do his um, captain speech before giving Joey Lussick a top. Like he speaks really well. I was listening to that. I was like, fuck, this is cool. This is cool content." So, yeah, shout out Bocker. <laughs> and they've got the team. They've got the team. Yeah. And like that's probably the disappointing disappointing part from um, probably as a Parramatta fan and people that support Parramatta. It's like they've got a great coach, they've got a great roster, they've got probably the best stadium, and they've got probably one of the most loyal fan bases in the comp. So it's just you got to marry it up all at the right time. And saying that we're only like round eight, yeah. nine, ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who cares? Yeah, yeah. I think the on the other side of the ball talking about Manly. Mars, I had Kay Cust as my anytime try scorer, so we got refunded, so we're all right, punters out there. Um, but putting the big boy, Joshy Schuster, who I know I know Scope's high on, I know you're high on as well, and the 5'8 was a fucking stroke of genius by, mm. by uh, Desi there. The old 
no-look pass specialist, fake Felitti Matteo out there, put a fucking clinic Actually on Actually writing my first um, blog on him this weekend, just sleight of hand and tempo, and I sort of compared him to an old guy called Jason Smith. If you don't know who he is... I don't even know who Jason Smith is. Oh, he's a king. He's yeah. a king. So basically he invented tempo. <laughs> he didn't invent it, but he's one of those players that always had time on his hands. Go back and watch him. He's got this big fuck-off chain tattoo across his thing, and he used, to, he used to smoke ciggies at halftime. He's one of those real old-school players. <laughs> uh, played for Canberra, played for North Queensland. But when you watched him play, bro, he just always had time, always had, um, like, and it comes, time comes from tempo, and all the great players have it, and Josh Schuster, is it Josh? Schuster, yeah, Josh Schuster. Josh Schuster yeah. is, um, he's got, he's got the tempo that, like, a lot of players um, don't really have. You saw, like, even Ryan Madison, who's such a good defender, was, like, playing on his heels, which he never does, because he was just like, what the fuck is That's this what big tempo guy going to do? Like, <laughs> you know, like, the play's moving at one speed, and then, yeah, it gets to him, and he either shifts back into fucking first and slows it right down, yeah. or it's moving in third gear and he fucking hits it at pace. It's like this weird... So, like, a lot of the time on defense, they say your first three steps have to be up square, so you have to go straight up before you make a move. Yeah. So, if you, if you take off sideways, that's when you get stepped on the inside. So, your first moves are always square. So, he, so Josh Schuster will, like, when he's saying, like, drop someone off and there's a lead coming and there's Tommy at the back, he'll start slow. So, when they, as they come up, and then he'll take off. So, they'll start square and they'll end up chasing him. If you overchase, he's just going to drop off anyway, so that guy's going to get a quick play of the ball. But he just does it really, really well. And the other evolution off the back of that is the two-pass off um, Jake Trebojevic. Yeah. So it's not like he's that first receiver going across, across. Yeah. He, he plays off the right percentages. And if he plays off a wide pass from um, Jakey, it gets him straight on his four-man, which is his back rower and his half. And then he just does his little thing. Add to that, the sleight of hand, and look out the back, play short. <laughs> um, there's all these little sayings in football, like play fast, oh, like fast feet, soft hands. Or, sorry, fast feet, soft slow hands. Yeah. Um, there's all these little sayings like slow to fast, play, look inside, play outside. He's got all those types of skills. And when you've been watching video on a play and you know which ball they carry the ball in, or which hand they carry the ball in, um, their tendencies, do they like to play short out the back? Those little subtle differences um, can set up tries, and he sort of showed that pretty quickly. And then on the other side, you've got Daily Cherry Evans holding on, on a wide yeah, four. And so he's the Australian halfback. He yeah. knows what exactly what the fuck he's, he's doing. He's got Saab just looking for a try <laughs> on that side. So yeah. um, they're really good balanced side right now. Uh, credit to probably the two props as well, um, Paseca yeah. and um, Kep. I think Kepi's been... One of the better forwards in the in the manly side. Very I know I know Marty Tapal's there, yeah, and he's just he just does his thing. He's pretty consistent, tough carry, good palm, all that sort of shit. But I think Kepi's kind of been the real standout of these last couple of weeks. Like your Lindsay Collins of the team, yeah, sort of thing. yeah, big aggressive forward off the bench, but fuck, he gets through some work. That's man. a great example. And I looked at the age; both um, they're both only twenty three years old as well. Mm. So man, it's, it's fucking huge, man. <laughs> like we said, bro, it's a Tommy Turbo factor. Like once yeah. you're if you're you're that good of a player that you make everyone else worth 100k more yeah. that's and how good he is if Schuster's looking left it's going right man so just yeah uh, <laughs> then he'll probably hit left <laughs> he's silky man uh all right let's jump across obviously the other talking point uh was the same one last week was the high shots we saw countless more simbins again i think we had what four yesterday in the paragame something like that um even my boy snacky carl lawton after getting a media on debut gets fucking sent to the bin so apologies carl, how many did manly have they had carl lawton went off who else went off for manly jakey para had two Reed and Campbell. Oh, so Keller, kind of yeah. balanced out. Kind It'll be interesting to see who wins after like losing a couple. Like you know, if that sort of the if Warriors, they start the Warriors on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Twelve men and, and beat the Tigers, but it's a it's a hard one. Like obviously, we spoke about last week. You know, I said, who do you think's gonna? Um, well, I asked you the question, who's gonna adjust first? Are gonna be the players or the league? And you said, well, they're not gonna back down because Peter Vlandis is that type of guy. Seems like they're gonna 
roll with this, isn't it? Yeah, they should. They should roll with it. But I think just like we said before, the timing of it is way off. Yeah. Like, tell these boys November the first when they go to training, so they can start. See, practicing. that's what I'd, I'd love to know because they, the, you've got, the, you've got two, you've got the league saying one thing and the coaches saying another thing. You got Vlandy saying, "Oh, we told them this was coming." Mm. And then you got Trent Barrett saying, "I found out fucking on the way to captain's run." Mm. You know, so I, I don't know where. The truth is somewhere in between that. It's somewhere between what the coaches are saying and what the league's saying. I I would guess, and I don't pretend to know this, I would guess it was some sort of league-wide circulated thing in the preseason that goes to all the clubs, hey, listen, we're going to crack you down on this, yeah. without hard guidelines, and the coaches have probably not brushed it to the side, but it's probably been a bit of a bottom-of-the-email sort of thing. I think, Joey's, I think Joey talk about it. He goes, oh, the league's just scared of getting sued. Yeah, it's <laughs> so NFL. It's got NFL yeah. written all over it. The thing is, like the Super League, like I heard, um, uh, is it Adrian Lamb? Uh, Adrian Lamb? Yeah, yeah Wigan, Co- Wigan, Wigan coach. coach yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and his his boy plays for mm. for the Roosters, saying that the Super League cracked down on this probably about three years ago, and they had the same sort of teething issues. And he said there's probably lasted for most of the year mm. with players getting binned and trying to figure it out. And he said now we've got a great product, and no one no one collects everyone high. So I think it will. They will figure it out. It's just. Right on the precipice of origin, straight after Magic Round. I'm not sure if it's the right time, but in that, the argument to that would then be when is the right time to do it, right? So yeah, preseason, like preseason, so the boys can actually start. New South Wales Cup, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. the game's getting quicker and quicker. So like, like, and Joey sort of talks about when you, when you're in a when you're in a grand final or a final or a state of origin, and the game's online, even an NRL game, and someone steps you, like like we said last week, it's just a natural reaction. Mm. All you're trying to do is stop a try. Like yeah. you just. You're not going to start pulling them away. So I do think it will fix itself up, but um, yeah, it's just going to take some time. My weird thing is I don't want to get to a place where like in the NFL it's gone so far the other way where guys are letting go of Tom Brady before they tackle him because they don't want to get a penalty and he walks Mm. into the end zone. Like I don't want to see guys, I don't want to see everyone defending like Cameron Smith. Yeah. Like I don't want to see that impact go out of it where everyone's just absorbing and wrestling, absorbing and wrestling and all you get is six again, six again, six again, six again try. Like I don't, there's... I think there's a grey area there between what we had at the start of the year, which I thought was an amazing product, and yeah, we had a few high shots, maybe they need to be cut down on, versus what we got now, where it's you're watching the game and you're almost like, oh, obviously I'm a Warriors fan, I was watching that Warriors game more nervous about someone getting sent off than what the Tigers were going to do, <laughs> yeah, that's and that's so, shit. That's it? so true. Like eh? I wasn't yeah. thinking, fuck, I hope Leilua doesn't get the ball here. I was just thinking, keep the fucking tackles down, Jazz. Don't go <laughs> high, boy, because I could see him firing. Up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a funny, like, so rugby league, man. Like once we figure out the bunker issue, like that was the issue for the last two years. We nailed it now. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've nailed it, else. and then we're like, oh fuck, there's, too, there's not enough drama in this game. <laughs> let, let me just make up a new rule so we can start talking about it and, yeah. and start selling ads off the back of it. So. <laughs> Man, it is frustrating. Um, you sort of talked about it rolling into Origin. I think Origin should just have separate rules. Yeah, like you know, international they got kind of different rules. Yeah, so I just think like loosen you, it up a bit. Yeah, you should be able to like put a forearm in someone's head when they're on the ground, like stuff like that. Yeah. Like I just think it should just be a little bit looser. Um, and but obviously you got to get everyone to agree with players. Like, yeah, there's always an element of risk in everything that you do. If I go for a swim in Bondi, there's an element of risk. I fucking could drown. You know what I mean? I jump in a car. There's a risk I can get in a car crash. And you know you're doing it. Every time you get in, you do it yeah. anyway. And we're training these guys up to be the best possible athletes and they're getting high-level coaching. Like, do you know what I mean? They're, there's an element of risk to everything that you do and you put this fucking beautiful product that we love to watch on, on and give them boys good money for the, for the back of it. I think they understand the risk. I heard, um, I think it was on the Sweet and Soured podcast. I think I heard Jamie Soured. Apologies if it wasn't Jamie Soured. Um, and I'm not giving someone else the credit, but talking about how if it's the Joey Johns issue, if it's an issue of liability down the line, 
work with the RLPA and tighten up the player contracts. Get it all written in there that they are 100% liable for any and all damage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. tighten up that part of your contracts, which apparently now, I haven't, shockingly, I have never signed an NRL contract, but it's a bit loosey-goosey in that sense now. He's like, tighten that up and leave the game alone. Um, so maybe, maybe and that's like, an And answer. like, look after players after they do sort of yeah, get like Yeah, that's not out. to say yeah. like, sign your life away. Yeah. That's to say, build out that thing where, hey, if you are experiencing issues down the line, you are compensated, you know, I think Kempi was saying like, and I mean, you you probably know, but like, apparently the NRL covers like your post football medical stuff for like two, two years, years or yeah, something. two yeah. years, yeah. That's I mean, on. like the NFL, obviously a lot more money, but it's a lifetime. Yeah. Like if you if you played X amount, I think it's like fifty games or not even that. It's like way less than that. It's mm. Fifteen games or some shit. You're basically insured medically for life. Actually, I've got um, some. Oh, I won't tell the stories. I've yeah. actually got some. Pretty interesting goss on, on this with a former player that um, mm-hmm. had to retire, but obviously won't leak it on here without his sort of say so. But yeah. um, basically, yeah, they were just trying to cover themselves by doing something. So, yeah. Interesting. Like more ATR Sports. More to come. Not a gossip. Um, you <laughs> Not a gossip column. You mentioned players losing their head here, and one that we absolutely love, Victor the Inflictor, lost his head a little bit. Fuck, he's the man. I'd love <laughs> to play with Victor, man. Yeah. He, I, I just, everything about him, bro. He seems cool. You can go have a bear with him. He's fucking tough. He can play. He's just, I don't know. I saw him at. Um, uh, Fishbowl in Bondo. Oh yeah, uh, having a little snack on uh, a local uh, Wednesday. Yeah, you're local. local. Um, yeah, Victor's. A, this is the, this is one of the most frustrating things about this whole head high crackdown. Like a couple of weeks ago, if you had asked me who's the best defender, pure defenders in the game, you would have gone Jakey Trebojevic and Victor Radley. Mm. And Victor's point of contact is naturally up around the ball, and obviously when he gets a little bit carried away, he can slip up a little bit. So can Nathan Brown. You saw kind of both of them half lose their head on the weekend. Um, I don't know whether that was more Tavita getting under his skin or Radley just losing his head, but you could tell after that first Simbin that like you weren't pulling him back in line. Eh? Nah, <laughs> he was gone. There's some players, man, and he's one of them. Like once they get past to a certain point, like you go, bro, I'll give you a million dollars if you calm down. They, but the last thing you want to see is a guy like Victor Radley take that aggression out of his game, right? Nah, nah. And like I think that's a great thing about that really separates us from Union is like we've – the way that our game set up is that we've got that ten meters apart and the kickoff into yeah. our certain style that um, allows for that type of content or contact, and it makes us like super and interesting <laughs> and which makes for better content. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like yeah, you, you don't want to be like you said. You, do, you just don't want to see a wrestlathon. Yeah, um, you don't want to see just like legs tackles and shit. Like if everyone starts tackling around the legs, everyone's just going to start offloading anyway. Yeah, so like go tackle Marty Tapao around the legs. Like what's he going to do? Just fall down. Old school players always talk about that, and it does my fucking head. Imagine if they like, put a limit on just chop him around the legs. I'm like, because he's going to offload it, you dumb yeah. fuck. Because he's got Tom Jaboyevich screaming on his left shoulder. Like, imagine yeah. yeah. they imagine they put a limit on offloads. Yeah, <laughs> are you thinking of you? Like we got four more boys. Yeah, yeah. By like per play, you can that's only very, offload, offload very three silly, times. Silly yeah. suggestion of you there. I was hanging out on the weekend, so uh, he wants fourteen got players. Ideas hanging out. Fourteen players on the field, Simi. Um, let's move on then. Uh, obviously, Jack Bird is obviously another big storyline out of the weekend, copping a lot of online hate uh, for basically showing emotion after a loss, which I thought was a bit. I mean, I don't know where we go with this go thing. To the, go to the other side of that argument. Um, yeah. Players lose a game and they're seen smiling, shaking someone's hand. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, look, he doesn't even fucking care. After the Warriors, after you put a lick on them, my boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, paper, that actually yeah. happened. That yeah. Like, oh, the boys are smiling, like, talking ice. Yeah. Like, cause with I know ex-players. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Ex-teammates, yeah. Um, so, the, ugh, fuck, it's a shit thing about our sport at the moment. I Just in Australia in general, there's... Right, I don't know. I, th- I thought the cool part about it, obviously, was obviously the, all the players coming out in support of, of Jack. And it's not even what just was Jack. Instagram page? Athletes are humans? Is that what yeah. they're called? Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Last week, um, I, I put up a tweet on YKTR Sports. I'm yeah. like, oh, shout out to all the boys calling out 
Yeah. Um, bro, I almost, because um, I've got Corey's Instagram as well, for more so for work purposes, yeah. not fucking diving into his inboxes or anything like that. You don't read that. Bro, <laughs> but when he's playing, some of the messages that come through are fucking disgusting. Really? Like, like life, like death threats. Like, I hope you fucking do your ACL. All this different type of shit. YKTR gets it as well. Like, I get it as well. They're like, I'll tell you fucking mate, stop trying to sell clothes. Like, Corey does nothing here. Like, literally, yeah. he sits on a podcast. And then, like, I might start screenshotting him and calling him out. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. This is the thing, bro. Like, and I heard... Um, and do you know, do you know the other yeah. side of it? If, if one NRL player said one of those messages to any type of person... Korea over. Done. Back page of the paper, publicly called out. So, you're a fucking untitled cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fucking makes me angry. And, like... I'm just, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to start calling out now. I mean, that's what Latrell, Latrell came out a couple of weeks ago and just said, fuck, if you want to send me that shit, I'll just start blasting it out. Yeah. Cheezer said the same thing. Frizzell. Like, like, this is the, the the good thing to come out of shit like this is when the players rally around and guys like yourself and just go, no, fuck it. If you want to be a cunt about it and you want to be a... Sorry, I swear. And you want to be, you know, you think you can hide behind this sort of... The thing that fucks me off is the fake profile stuff. Yeah, you like, should be allowed for fake profiles on Insta. What do you... I don't get... Like, I, I get the whole Gary Vee empathy, they must be struggling in their life sort of thing, but there's no good... Like, there's no way you can feel good about talking shit about someone. I just don't get that, man. <laughs> Darcy Lustig, he got called out one time on... Um, someone goes, fuck, you're fucking shit. And um, he, t- he took a screenshot of him, took him and tagged the business he was working at. God. It was like anytime fitness Aaron or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, his, his post got taken down for bullying. Oh, yeah. So man. like, I, man, like I don't get at the point where like these guys have worked hard their whole lives, they've sacrificed, their parents are sacrificing them to get to a certain point. Not everyone gets to make NRL and then they get paid and all of a sudden like um, we can say whatever the fuck we want to them. It shouldn't mm. be like that. No. Oh, this guy gets paid a million dollars. Should he be performing? Yeah, probably. But like mm. what fuck, who gives you the fucking right to go on their page? And this is when it gets yuck as well. People will write to their players' partners' pages as well. Yeah. Like sort of shit like that. I don't care if you're 15 to... 65 like surely you know better than that yeah and that's the thing about social media like no one's really copped a smack in the face because like when, no. when you're a little bit younger and you say shit like that you, you have to say it to someone's face yeah if, if you, you get don't. punched in the <laughs> face for it you're like yeah probably shouldn't be saying that like mm. you learn from pain if you're a kid and you put your hand in the fire that hurt you're like yeah probably shouldn't mm. do that so there's no consequence for social media anymore um and it, it's just getting yucker and yucker with instagram and and fake profiles um i see there's a new feature on instagram if you block one profile and they set up um, they set up another fake profile. It blocks all of them as well. So, uh, yeah. And like when I started uh, football, they're like, stay away from social media. And th- that is not going to happen. We should lean towards social media. We should be trying to connect sports, like yeah. player to fan, fan to player. That's kind of the ethos that YKTR Sports is built off the back of. And if you get these types of people doing these types of things, players just congregate fans as all one type of person. Same way fans do the same thing to players where they're like, oh, no, nah, he's like, he got in trouble. So all football players must be like that. You know what I mean? We kind of congregate groups of people together. And that's what's happening with um, sports players to fans, like, and you'd know you want you want yeah. you you want a footy player to go up to your kid and sign a because that fucking make his day. But if he's getting harassed online for the last fucking fifteen he's weeks, sheds, he's not going to hang around. He's just yeah. going to go shed, jump in his car, see you later, turn his phone off. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing you you know football players, so you know that they not only probably are okay with, but they almost half welcome like constructive criticism. Like if someone, first first of all, like. Let's use Jack Bird as an example. He didn't play badly on the weekend, but like, let's say he plays poorly. You don't think Jack Bird knows that 
Oh. He played he played poorly. You telling him that he played poorly? Man, you know what I mean? Like he's a fucking like he's playing the game. He knows that he wasn't good. There's, there's it's there's a, it's just that's always bizarre to me. I always talk about sports. It's like there's not many jobs in the world where you judge weekly, yeah. and not only are you judged um, by like fans, by media, by coaches. You have to walk into your change room and, and look your teammates yeah. in the eye, and then last thing you have to go home and look at yourself in the mirror. Mm. And this is happens like week after week after week. Fuck like you said, you might, man. yeah, you you might get like a yearly review. Like I might just start doing weekly reviews around here. Just so, oh, where were you doing it this time? You know what I mean? Yeah. If that happened at work, a lot of people would be scared. Then imagine filming that whole thing, which we, we probably could do. Yeah. And then let's just put it. <laughs> we're not, obviously, we're not going to do this, but I'm just saying as an example. Um, and Sweetie. and put it on the paper where where you get bagged. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Frustrating, frustrating, but great to see everyone calling. Do you know, it what? Out. hopefully we can change that though. Like, if we if we flip, I think we are. I think I think very slowly. What you saw out of the weekend was a guy showing emotion after a loss, which is good. Which is what players want. Like fans, don't you want your guys to a bit care about your team? Mm. Jack Bird clearly cared about the team. He made an error and was upset. Like I think that's pretty fucking clear to see. And I think the response you saw after all the shit, which is what we are trying to get rid of, was overwhelmingly positive and supportive. Mm. So. The shift and is happening. It's just yeah, slow. and like the boys, like like I said, the boys do know this. Like Corey obviously didn't kick well on the weekend, and then fuck, he's having a go at me over the week. I'm like, fuck, that's not my fault. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there is a long tail off the back of it. Players who understand when when they haven't played well or when they've cost themselves or their team the game, they they understand that. Like Corey was also very good for seventy minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, but you know, yeah. I mean, it's, anyway. it's We'll break it down. Break it down. Um, let's get on to, well, let's go from a bit of negativity to the highest of the high. Matt Burton and the Dubbo Panthers putting on an absolute fucking clinic. Undefeated season looking very good, 11-0. That was the big test for me. Two more to go. Power round 16, Melbourne in round 20. Is that all they got to play out of the Well, in terms of the big dogs for me, assuming the Roosters don't get super healthy towards the back in the year, they play the Roosters, but I think they're, I think they're pretty safe in that regard. But um, what did you make of, of that game? And obviously, South's... Probably the bigger talking point, but start with Penrith. I don't. Uh, I just another clinic. I don't remember a side being this good for this long since probably like O two Bulldogs. Yep, when they went on there, but they were cheating the salary cap flat. I was about to say Melbourne. <laughs> I was about to say Melbourne, but Melbourne. They were cheating. <laughs> Panthers must be cheating the salary cap yeah. somehow. Nah, pair of those um, first little few weeks. Do you know what? <laughs> I just I like when we've, we've talked about this a little bit. I love the long tail of. Um, just great organisations, yeah. and Penrith were one of those great organisations. Now they were lot, but when I was there, like we were kind of like the dumping ground. Like, mm. oh shit, he needs a chance, and we can get him in the NRL. Like that's where managers went first, and I was a part of that. And then the five year plan, and mm. like, apparently those words never come out of Gus's mouth. But yeah, he's I, I've heard him say that, but then I've also straight up heard him say the word five year plan. So oh, I don't okay. know what Gus is going on. Um, we need to fucking sort that as well, Luki. Yeah. May, maybe he just overestimated how, or underestimated how long it was going to take. And it's a 10-year plan. Now look at them. <laughs> look at them. Look at them. Their yeah. reserve grade players are going to sign up for 600K. <laughs> yeah, and they should, man. I, the, the Panthers are, they're so fun to watch, man. Like, I thought, and not just because it was in Dubbo and obviously Latrell was back, but Souths is such a good side. I thought this was going to be, Scope actually said it last week. He said this was going to be a statement game from Penrith. He thought they were going to put a lick on Souths. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be way more competitive. Um but they're just attack, man. It's so relentless. Like it's, you know, you talk about shape on shape, which is obviously when it, like a lot of sides, like the lesser sides, they throw something at you and they make a sort of half break and then there's a settle in the middle of the field before they go again. Yeah. Panthers just keep going and then they go back the other way and they go back the other way. It's fucking relentless. I like, and on top of all that, they're averaging, like defensively, they're giving up seven points a game. So <laughs> they've yeah, got the best attack in the competition. And on top of that, you can't fucking score against the Cunts. So um, it was another clinic from Nathan Cleary as well. Yeah. Oh, just... 
pleasure to watch. You can't, you can't even hate on it. Like, as someone nah. who loves the rugby league, and you might not like the Panthers because they're killing it or the way they carry themselves, man. Just I was watching the game at the... If you're a purist, you've got to appreciate this type of football. I was watching the game, um, Smidge, funny you say that, with a couple of Souths, old, like, diehard Souths boys at the pub um, yesterday. They were real fucked off. Like you could tell they were just getting pissed off and spraying the ref for about the first 20 minutes. And then by the end of the game, they were just, like, applauding yeah. <laughs> all the Panthers' tries because they were just like, what, what can you do? Like, the Souths weren't great. Like, I, I know Wayne Bennett sprayed them, but... I don't think anyone beats Penrith when they're playing that well. And so I, I, I sort of put Parramatta and, and Souths kind of in that same little yeah. territory in terms of ladder, in terms of uh, playing and talent across the board. But I think someone like Souths, they can bounce back better than someone like um, Parramatta because yeah. they've got Wayne Bennett. So if you look historically, if you look over Wayne Bennett's sides, they used to dip, and Jamie Sauer talks about this a lot. He goes, they, they used to um, take the foot off the off the pedal, right around about 17 to mm. 20. And then when it gets to 21 to 25, right back like, up. like they don't, they'll do like a mini preseason. They'll start getting flogged again. So the roosters do that. Robbo does that really well. Times mm. like you always notice the roosters and throughout this dynasty, they fucking peak at the right time. Do you know Whereas what roosters? Outside like para, they peak about now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and they've typically fall away. And usually they've been gassed up the whole like preseason yeah. as well. They're like, Oh, this is our year. And like, if you see those guys like the Roosters, they're like, oh, we're going to start well, but the more important times later in the year. Yeah. And like Wayne Bennett, who's been around a long time, it did be a lot of pattern recognition. Um, if it, like obviously, you don't want to get pumped. They've been pumped the last couple of weeks yeah. from two of the best sides, but there's enough talent in um, their spine plus Benji. Um, Can I ask you just on that as well? Because you spoke about Wayne Bennett, you just touched on Benji then. The call not to throw him in at all when you're chasing points like that and you've got a guy like Benji on the bench, strange. Oh, not when you're down by that much. I There's don't no know. point. Yeah. Like, yeah. how many round... What are we, round 10? Uh, that was 11, wasn't it? Yeah, remember. that was round 11, yeah. How many round 11s is Wayne Bennett? Like, if you ask yeah. him, oh, what's your best round 11 game that you've ever played? <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he fucking cares. Nah. So, yeah, I don't... I oh. thought it was strange. I, I thought when they were down sort of 18, whatever it was, oh, 22. Sometimes, you know, do you know what? Sometimes when you're chasing points, it can get worse because you start to pass the ball around a bit more. Maybe, and, then, yeah. and then it encourages mistakes because obviously there's a bit more um, air underneath the ball when the boys are slinging it around. So um, sometimes you just got to know when you beat and just <sighs> hold your breath to the end of the game. And I don't know if fans don't want to see that, but yeah. um, we'll talk about round 25. Let's, let's swing it back. Yeah. Oh, what about that round 11 game? <laughs> no one cares. I'll, I'll be bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> one guy who won't forget round 11 quick is Matt Burton. Hattrick out there. And he's, he's a local boy as well. Um, uh. He's quickly become one of my, along with Reed Marnie. Shout out Reed Marnie and Reese Walsh, my favourite players to watch at the moment. But Matt Burton's right up there. And I'm going to go as far to say, if he's not the best centre in the game right now, I think it's probably Crichton's the other one. <laughs> he's right fucking up there. And he's not even a fucking centre. Just an absolute fucking freak, man. Just a product of great system as well. And yeah. like um, I, I sort of wrote down on my notes here, Ivan come out pretty early on and go, oh, Bulldogs will probably thank us for not like, yeah. releasing him pretty early. I think that statement's going to be very true. He's going to be a better player when he gets there. Than Maybe a premiership winner as well. So he might be yeah. rocking out with a wing, uh, with a ring. Um, he's seen how to run a team off the back of Nathan Cleary. And the great system. So, man, Bulldogs should be paying the Panthers now. I think uh, Tommy Turbo is, is a very much a Dally M Smokey, but Nathan just keeps on going from strength to strength. He's yeah. If he's not collecting three points, he's getting two every single week. So mm. he's gonna be it might be hard to catch. It's going to be hard to catch. As good as Tommy's playing, he's going to be very hard to catch. Um, let's jump over to my boy, though. Snacky Reese Walsh putting on the first half clinic of doom. And um, I came out with another bold statement, but we'll leave that for the WhatsApp chat because I love a bold statement. But um, what do you make of... Um, no, let's put it out there. You okay, said he's look, better than Sammy Walker. I think he's better... Yeah, I think he's better than Sammy it's Walker. It's very biased. But I, I very biased. I appreciate yeah. you being biased now. You yeah. good to turn your back on the Warriors. Uh, 13 plus every game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that was the best first half. I know, obviously, 
Sammy, Sam Walker's had two sort of like okay weeks and I've mm. straight away declared Reese Walsh better, but uh, I am obviously just a prisoner of the moment right now. And right now, Reese Walsh is putting on fucking clinics, man. Yeah, he's good. He's good to watch. He gives them such a different look. Um, he's just a pure footballer for one. Those those sort of long balls, man, not, not everyone can see those passes. Right to left, left to right, doesn't matter. You can see he hasn't been overcoached and um, you can he just plays what's in front of him. He's, he's not scared. And yeah, fuck, I, I really enjoyed him at the one, to be honest. That's what I was going to ask you, sort of my follow-up question to that, was I said that I would have preferred him in the sixth jumper, um, maybe at the expense of Chanel. I thought that was probably Chanel's best game he's played all year. Yeah. In response to that, shows how much I know, because Nathan Brown's clearly done the right call then. Moving Roger to the wing, the most important thing is, of course, making sure Roger stays involved through the middle, which he did. And he had two line breaks right through mm. the middle. So mm. I think, um, yeah, I think that's the play. Same way New South Wales used Tommy, Tommy yeah. Jerojevic. Yeah, they're playing wing. But let him come in, let him do those sort of fourth tackle. They get legs, tackle, quick play of the ball, and the boys go. Yeah, so. as, as, as long as Roger's involvement's in there, because Reese can throw passes that Roger yeah. can't. But then, yeah. then, but then um, Roger can carry the ball the way that Reese can, and he's got feet, like, and he's got experience. You know what I mean? So as long as Roger's out there somewhere, it doesn't really matter. And I, I don't mind him on the wing because the yeah. winger, winger is a super important position. Yeah. I'd rather him there than like a center. Yeah, yeah, fuck, you could almost slap the 13 on his back and just let him... Six is too like six is too hard. It's too much of a specialist position. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times when you're a six, you actually get the secondary ball. So seven will get the main ball. And then unless you've like got a great relationship, someone like a Jerome Luai who's comfortable and getting that second foot of ball, but, not, but when he sees it, calls it, yeah. it's, it's kind of a hard position to learn on the go. Well, what they were doing really well, I thought, was they were kind of using Roger like the Roosters use Radley or like Manly use Jakey. Yeah. Almost in that first receiver because they don't like as... Like Jazz kind of does a little bit of it, but they don't have that ball playing lock. Mm. Um, so Rog can almost do that if it's the third and fourth tackle, and then yeah, of course. Wing, so. Yeah, yeah. And the other part of it is, is like, say if they've got really good defense and they kick it up, and Reese catches it on the full, mm. he can just drop Roger off anyway. Yeah, like you know, he catches and the winger comes around, just drops him off, and he gets the second yeah, starter yeah, for you. He's got a stronger carry, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So collectively, if you get him, um, Kim Amalo and Reese Walsh, and you combine all their meters together, I don't think they lose too much with yeah. Reese back there. So that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. No, I like the balance, and he even had the big Joe Rokothoko dive in the corner. Oh, that was the coolest so dive, eh? Smooth, smooth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no one's got cool dives here, eh? Nah, bring it back, bro. Bring back the Henry Fafili fly in the corner. Nah, do you know what? Because the D's too good now. Everyone's always racing towards yeah, the like, corner post. The corner. <laughs> or the Islander boys just going, I'd pop putting a, a bit of finesse on it. Pop a rib if I threw that. Um, yeah, no, I like him in the one jersey. Um, very snacky without the headgear as well. Brush the headgear, bro. You're too good looking. Uh, the Martin Anu eyeliner as well. Yeah. <laughs> you got my on or what? We're working on getting him in here for a podcast, um, which is in the works. I think he'll probably be in here if he's playing up at North Queensland, Central Coast, maybe two weeks. We'll so all, get him and Cody all, all my mates that I hung around with, they knew they knew his brother, but they remember him as like, apparently he used to be this proper little shit kid, eh? Yeah. And then when he got to like 15, just kind of like grew up. <laughs> they reckon he's like five, six, just like bullying rat people bag. and that. Yeah, like proper yeah. rat bag. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> um, and we're going to finish on another rat bag. Jordan Simi. The anytime try scoring Oracle. Mate, that might be his show soon if he keeps going. You two gotta fucking step up. Now let's let's in all fairness, I hit three, I missed four. Jordan hit three and he missed two. You know, he also that's, had cookie. That's percentage wise. Percentage wise. Hey, but no, the thing no, which, the percentage thing which, wise, that's that's a win. And the thing which is fucking crazy about Jimmy is he calls where they're gonna score. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like Left he's, like, he's like, I'm gonna go Jerry Wallace. Uh they're a bit unfit around the middle. And then he goes, and uh, Nick Kotrick obviously on the edge is where the Titans leak a lot of points. <laughs> scope. Oh, I don't think so. And he goes, oh, we'll see. Yeah. Kotrick in the corner. What do you think about Jordy, bro? He knows a lot about a lot of things. Like, it's yeah. fucked. 
yeah, the, it annoys me as well. And like people, people are getting like proper fired up at me and Scope for like laughing at him. But it's like, if you know Simmy, everything he says you laugh at because you never know if he's joking or yeah, not. Yeah, he's mastered his tone. Hasn't yeah, he? but it's not like it's by no means like dismissive and disrespectful. It's just funny because it's Geordie. Mm. So mm. Um, let's see if he can back it up. He got it. He made us a bit of money over the Fuck, weekend. Fuck, let's see if you can. Yeah. Hey, Loki. I mean, you're working hard behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan will be back on this week. I'm sure he's going to have a few props to score a few tries, and um, we'll see how he goes. But that'll be the show and go, I think, for us. Fresh drop Thursday. Let's get it. See you guys there.